0: Hey everyone, it's the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick and Dave. And now here are your hosts, Rick and Dave. Hey everyone, it is uh, the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick and Dave. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm John. Hi John, how are you?
1: I'm a drummer fan.
0: Okay, that was that was convincing.
1: <laughs> Alright. Um uh, well, uh, we were going to we we're going to round up uh, your thoughts about the gathering because you you took away some things. And I wanted to ask you a lot of questions about uh, what you got from your uh, extended stay in Bratislava. OK. One of the one of the questions you asked me previously was what was the takeaway or what was your sort of main takeaway from the gathering and what was your favorite Talk. If a talk was even your takeaway, so what exactly was the main thing that you gained by attending this year? Uh, Well,
0: there are a number of things, but the the thing I mentioned last week was that I kind of came back with a renewed desire to uh, maintain my languages, and I I, I think I get that every year. Where I go and I meet all these great people and go to these great talks, and then I come back and I want to study languages and do nothing but sit, you know, sit down with my books and my flashcards and you know my laptop and just go at it full force. So so there's that renewed momentum, which I i kind of miss because, you know, I've been out of the intensive uh language study for a while with other things on my plate, but now I, I really uh want to um kind of just get back into it full force and really maintain the stuff that I've lost and the stuff that I should have a foundation of. So I, I you know, if I go to any country, I want to have a set skill level of, of speaking a language and not have to con you know constantly refresh it I, you know I always go I cram uh, I study I go I use as much as I can and then when I come back I don't maintain it and then I lose it and then other times uh, when I have to go back to the same place uh, or I, I want to go back to the same place I still have to do sort of that kind of refreshing and so I really want to find a way to you know study something and then maintain it. So if I learn, say I study, you know, hundred words in Polish, I want to like know those words by heart. Uh, I want to be able to produce them anytime, regardless of my travel intentions and regardless of anything else. So, so really, I want to maintain whatever little I can, and hopefully as much as possible with languages. I, I, I want to stop the cramming and then, you know, using it and then forgetting it. So, um, so right now, I my goal is to take whatever I'm studying and constantly refresh it, use it daily or use it on a regular basis. And if I don't, at least keep flashcards or some kind of lesson book or textbook on hand that I can constantly go back to uh, just now and then in my in my free time to kind of maintain that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. But what, what how exactly are you, are you planning to do that? I mean, how exactly what method are you going to use to make sure that you've got daily um Contact with the language?
0: That's, that's a good question. Uh, right now, uh, the plan is to uh, start small. Uh, like with German, I have I have the greatest foundation with that, and so uh, I'm able to maintain by reading, by listening, uh, and and since I'm doing the the fun challenge of uh, you know 100 books and 100 movies, doing that on a regular basis uh, will be easy. Will be fairly easy because I'll I'll be constantly refreshing old vocabulary and grammar while I'm slowly building new. And 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 the main focus is to maintain. Before building, so uh, if there are words that I should know that I don't, then I want to refresh them. I want to solidify them and just maintain them, even if I'm not gaining new vocabulary as quickly as I feel I should. And for me, you know, I measure I measure by vocabulary cards, by uh, how many how many words, how many phrases I know. And the main point is not to go for quantity just yet, but to stick with what I do know and concentrate on. on and, and you've said this before, concentrate on your strengths instead of your weaknesses.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is absolutely the way to go. Um, but what about the ones that aren't in part of this challenge? So I know you're doing um, German and I remember, <laughs> but um, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, that was the one. Uh, but what about what about the others? What about the ones like? Um, you know, the sort of indigenous languages that you you had learned and the and Slovakian and, you know, all these other languages that you have got a pretty good start in. How are you going to maintain those while doing all of these others?
0: Uh, same way, but uh, on a smaller scale. So I may only learn five words at a time of, of uh, you know, an, an indigenous language. I'm working on Navajo, Tunica. Yeah. K'iche'. Yeah. Uh, Cherokee and a few others and you know for example Cherokee is a little tricky because you have to learn uh, a, a, a different orthography they have a syllabary yeah which is not only unlike you know written English or, or most Indo-European languages but uh it, it's uh some characters look like letters in English yeah so there's a, a letter that looks like a capital D It is actually the sound ah yeah R, uh, something that looks like an R is actually the sound A, and so on. So it can be a little confusing at times. Yeah. But with that, it's it's really just learn learn the basics, learn what you know, what is easy. What Sorry, kind of so so a doctor is a R A. Yeah, like, uh, it's an I. Yes. Oh, why? Yeah. I. I I yeah. <laughs> You're so strange. Um. So anyway, so, uh, you know, and just and just uh, being familiar with uh, and I and I use vocabulary cards. So uh, I maintain familiarity with languages, especially ones I don't have fully ingrained in my brain. I have I have a, a number of flashcards, these little actual paper things that people used to use before uh, cell phones were a thing. And I have boxes and boxes of them. And I will, you know, grab one uh you know every day or a- as often as i can throughout the week and go through the cards and some i will know very well so i can tuck those aside and those will be fully burned into my brain yeah other ones are kind of you know i'm familiar with them you know i may have to refresh them a little more often than others uh, in fact you know what actually now that i think about it i'm in my office right now so let me go over to my bookshelf yeah let me see if i can find it uh here 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 here, here. here it is a book I read, here we go, a long time ago, actually talks about a uh, a flashcard system for how you like how often you should go over them before they are like fully fully burned in your brain. It's I believe it's in Fluent Fo- Forever, Fluent Forever by Gabriel Weiner. Have you heard of him?
1: Uh yeah, I'm part of it.
0: And uh, as I recall, there was a sort of a he had like a method for. How often you should uh, look at flashcards. So I don't necessarily go the go the same route. I kind of burn them into my brain as best I can. But the problem is, if I if I cram for a week, I can go through maybe you know 300 flashcards. And you know if, if I Go through all of them, and I say, okay, good. I, I know these for certain. I can put them away, and I can use them right away. I could, I could use them in conversation, and I can go to the country or whatnot. But the problem is, after a while, there will be this sort of attrition. And my flaw is that I tend not to go back to the cards. I tend to assume that they are, uh, you know, burned in my brain until months pass or years pass, and I realize, hey, I, I now no longer know those words anymore. So. I have to find a way to kind of go back the uh, spaced repetition kind of a way
1: uh, and go back to them on a regular basis. And- yeah, sorry, I was just going to ask about these paper flashcard, these dinosaur thing bones that you got there. Um, so how do you maintain the um, the pronunciation? So when you do the pronunciation on the card, do, do you put it on the card? Do, do you know what I mean? So, for example, are you putting the IPA on the card for the pronunciation of, of this particular vocabulary word?
0: No because usually what happens is I learn I learn the pronunciation as I write it on the card. So I I I've, I've already ingrained that into my head because um because because if I I it, it feels like cheating. I would rather just look at the word and know how it's pronounced. So generally I've looked in a in a foreign language dictionary to show the IPA and I will I will let my mouth do the work. Yeah, but I will not indicate the pronunciation on the card other than maybe maybe stress marks. I might do that uh, for some languages like Russian, but, uh, or, or Italian. And I've seen, I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, accent marks over letters in some languages to indicate stress. Um, I seen an Italian language book that, that put little dots under the stressed syllable. Uh, other ones will underline the stressed syllable and so on. But generally I will have already established the pronunciation before, uh, or as I write it on the card.
1: And so are these single word cards or sentence cards?
0: Uh, All of the above. There are single words, uh, small set phrases like thank you, good morning, uh, you know, what have you done with my parents, and how much ransom do you need? Uh, Things like that. I'll copy things from a dictionary that that will be full sentences, or I'll copy things from phrase books. So it really is a number of different things, and there's a ton of overlap, but uh, sometimes having full sentences will get me to practice speaking the sentence in full. And that's that's a great workout for your mouth.
1: And so do you mark the, um, like, the stress of the sentence as well? So, you know, uh, typically in Italian, for example, the stress is on the penultimate word.
0: Generally, no. Yeah, I mean, like, for word stress sometimes, for sentence stress, uh, no. Because generally, uh, by the time I've written it on the card, I either have heard the sentence or the word enough times to kind of identify where the stress is or um i just know because of of the certain rules of of you know the language's intonation and and
1: prosody (laughs) Uh, uh, the new word we all love prosody all right so so you you basically your your plan is to maintain your vocabulary for all of these uh well let's call them not not minor language not because they're indigenous but I'm, i'm the the ones that are minor to you, if you see what I mean, the, the your your lesser the ones you're not focused on is what I'm trying to get to. Like so, you're the ones that are more important to you would be the German and the um, Spanish and Polish or whatever. But yeah. These others yeah. are like low, low. Of, of lesser importance to you. Yeah. So your plan is to basically maintain those with a collection of cards, and the other the more important to you, languages, uh, you're going to, to to maintain or improve those with just cards, or you, you're using other resources and things as well?
0: Well, for, for everything, um, it, it'll be the same thing. It'll be cards, but I, I get the vocabulary and the sentences from using other methods. And I've got, uh, a long time ago, Barons put out this 15-CD set, uh, that I got in German and in French, and you know, those are those are you know these long drawn out lessons and and dialogues that you listen to and then you repeat and they break down the sentences. So those are those are big workouts. Uh, I'll also use phrase books uh, because a lot of good phrase books uh, will have you know useful sentences. They'll break down the pronunciation. Sometimes they'll even come with an audio component. Uh, I use Teach Yourself, uh, Colloquial, and Pimsleur whenever possible. Yeah. Uh, I'm using uh, some online resources uh, and and uh, subscription services like you, you Talk. Yeah. Uh, I've just restarted using um, ClosedMaster, kind of like them especially for French. So really it's 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 basically whatever resources I have or, or can access that will help me along and help me with the language. The only problem is it's it's super easy to go through a stack of 50 flashcards in you know a minute or two, um, but it's more of an investment of time to go into you know like a teach yourself, or to go through a close master, uh, um iteration, or um, you know or listen to a half an hour of Pimsleur and so on. So so the problem is you know doing all these languages and investing enough time to really build on the foundation so right now the the main thing for me is to build uh build on the foundation for german and spanish yeah as well as french for a trip coming up and polish for the next year's gathering hopefully i I can go and then from there then kind of it's got to trickle down a little little bit so so whatever the next the next most important language after those then i go and i invest you know i at least look at the cards uh i repeat a lesson that i might have taken Uh, If I have more time, then I can, you know, again, learn new vocabulary. But if not, then then, you know, I at least maintain I keep keep what I've what I'll be learning. Um, So how many how many languages are we talking about here? uh, We're talking about way too many right now. I would I think I think I'm at 12 right now. And so to main to maintain those and to build on those uh, takes some effort. But to just maintain, you know, uh, a a few, uh, you know, Takes a few minutes a day, basically. Or I can... so,
1: so. So hang on, I was just trying to do some math here. So you got three, let's call them primary and secondary. How's that? So you have three sounds... primary, second, uh, three primary languages, right? And then you have uh, seven secondary languages. So the the secondary ones, you're just maintaining what you already know. You're not trying to improve or oppress or anybody. The three primary ones, you're trying to uh, improve your baseline. Is that is that a good assessment of the situation? That sounds pretty good, yeah. Uh, okay, so if we look at um, the seven maintenance, you know, the secondary languages, if you're going to spend 10 minutes a day on that, that's 70 minutes okay. of, uh, of your day shot. Now, um, you've got three. How much How much time are you going to dedicate to these three? Um, it, well,
0: it really depends because going back to what you're saying, I may not spend 70 minutes a day uh on all the languages i may i may take turns i may spend uh like right now I'm, I'm spending the majority of my time with french so i'm listening to audio i'm listening in the car Yeah,
1: yeah a little but french is a primary language so it doesn't count what oh. i'm saying is so th- that 70 minutes is your secondary ones oh. now i'm asking you how long are you going to spend on your primary ones Pr- uh,
0: primary ones um it, it, it depends and i may not do all of them daily so it, it really varies and I don't have a set schedule yet. Uh, the main thing is to sort of create this pyramid where the first first language, that's the core and you know um, it doesn't again it doesn't have to be daily, but it should be on a regular basis. Then the next language would be Spanish after German and then um, really kind of reinforce what I know and then add a little bit to that. Uh, but not give it as much of a priority and so on. And so you, you end up getting this pyramid of languages and the, the topmost language may only get, um, you know, you know, like a minute, a minute a day or, you know, or two minutes every other day.
1: Well, the reason I'm asking these questions, we do have a fellow on the, on the forum who does, I think 14 languages. Right. And he has done that. He's broken them into, um, well, he's got maintenance languages because he's, he's already knows them like Spanish and French, for example, he, he speaks them to a sort of a B2, C1 sort of level. So for them, he's just maintaining what he knows. He's not really trying to improve or do anything. And so he's, he's basically spending 15 minutes on those maintenance languages. And But basically, he's, I got some advice when I got to four languages I wanted to do. And he was saying, just chop it up uh, into, I had uh, about an hour and a half uh, commute back when I worked in, in London, in and out. So I had an hour, hour and a half in an hour and a half out. And he said to me, well, just spend 45 minutes on one language, then move to 45 minutes on the other language and just rotate them each day, you know, in and out each day. And that's it. Don't do anything else. But I, that was only four. But he, I mean, he does this uh, language teaching and translation and things is, is, is his job. So Um, he obviously has more time to invest but I was just thinking in your your example um, if you're just going to spend 10 minutes a day you you you're going to spend 70 minutes but if you split them up like so you do half of that's that seven you you do 35 minutes a day so that's not an unreasonable amount Um, and you're doing it every other day Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and then the three primary languages you could rotate those as well but you know you you could do I don't know that's Saying, so I call it two hours of each each day so every third day you do two hours of French and then you know the next day it's German etc but I don't know how rigid you, you plan to be with his schedule because he is pretty he's pretty rigid with his scheduling he doesn't really mess about much
0: yeah, yeah, and my schedule is, is a bit. Uh, languages are sort of a uh, right now they're a hobby. They're not really a priority. They're they're basically whenever I can squeeze them in. But you know the 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 benefit is that if I have to go around town running errands, I can I can drive and I have a, a car with a CD player, which is a rarity nowadays. So I can listen to things. Um, or you know if I have if I'm waiting, you know if I'm CD boiling,
1: player, would you drive
0: a Model T? Uh, yeah, it's from the it's from 9, 1928. When I was your age, we had cars with cassette players in them and, and slide rules um, yeah. anyway. Um, but, but yeah, so we Ashtrays.
1: did just you-
0: <laughs> But um uh, you know, so, so if I'm if I'm boiling water for pasta, I can you know I can have a, like a little little box of flashcards and go through them. Um, and I can try and apply what uh, you know rather than just looking at cards and just you know having the same set trying to like actually utilize them. So if I'm studying right. meats, what's the word for hot or water or pasta or cooking or dinner in Manx and so uh, you know it's, it's just it's just taking the little bits of time and uh, using them as best you can to um drive the language home and you know what about, had,
1: what, about uh, what about doubling up what about say, uh, so so for example learning um german with a spanish assamil book
0: uh you know I've, I've tried that it's it's okay but i find it distracting because it uh, it it doesn't give me twice as much i don't get twice as much out of it um mm-hmm. but I, I do i do get something more but but a lot of times uh, the, like I've got, uh, I do have some, uh, Kauderwelsch books. These are, these are these, uh, German phrase books and language books yeah. that will teach you a language, um, but it's taught through German. So I have, I have the Polish one yeah. and I'll go through and I'll read it, but I find that if I want to learn Polish, I'd re- I, I prefer to be in the Polish language acquisition mindset rather than trying to also iron out some German. Yeah. And 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 there are times when I will I will do translation exercises like how do I say water in, you know, Manx and K'iche' I will I will sometimes try and double dip when I'm translating, uh, when I'm trying to come up with vocabulary. Uh, but uh, generally, I prefer to just go straight into one language at a time if I'm using a method and not have to worry about trying to understand Uh, the terms in another language, because even though my German is pretty good, I don't necessarily understand all the grammatical terms and all the things that are being said to me. So I'd rather um, not have that distract me from the target language du jour.
1: Right. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, how well do you think you're going to, to do at this, this particular, well, you don't know because you don't know the future, but actually I'm, I'm actually wanted to go back and, What triggered this? So you were at the Polyglot Gathering, and is it just because you saw all these people speaking languages that you decided to that you wanted to improve yours, or is it because you felt they did it better than you, or you saw a talk that sort of triggered this thought process? I mean, how did that actually come about, or is it just random chance uh, a lot of it is simply
0: uh just going there and just kind of you know being being uh inspired again by the the fun that comes with languages and 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 using languages just you know to meet new people and and speak to people and really you don't need them because at the gathering 99 percent of the crowd. Speaks English in some way or another, but uh, just being there really uh, reminds me of how much I love languages, and I do feel like I've been been out of that um, out of that circle for a while, uh, more of like a like a, a spectator than a participant, and uh, just just coming back home and being surrounded by my language materials and just kind of realizing that I want to, you know, to do more with languages. I want to go through these books that I've acquired throughout the decades. And I also, um, part of me wants to just have a, a more solid foundation of some languages for possible boosts in career. Uh, a lot of times, you know, skills in other languages are a resume booster. And I I, I want to stop being just a a dilettante. I, I want to uh, uh, actually kind of bump up to at least. Be one levels in in a number of languages so a lot of it's just it's just being inspired by the gathering and kind of go, coming back to my first love which is language learning and wanting to uh, acquire uh some abilities in other languages like you know like secondary languages but to maintain that because every time i go to the gathering i i question how many flags should i put on my yeah. on my bed uh,
1: so I, I want to i want well, to well uh, yeah sorry go
0: ahead and, but yeah i want I, I, I want to be better at languages because that that was a long time dream i had and i've started to slip
1: well the, and, and the other thing is it is amazing if you don't keep going, you will forget it. Your brain is very good at chucking out anything it doesn't need in order to focus on the stuff it does need. So uh, yeah, if you don't if you don't keep at it, then you lose it definitely.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll have to check back uh, later on and see uh, if if these goals I'm setting for myself are realistic or not. I under I do understand that you know um things will change, priorities will change. Uh, I may go through a certain number of languages and kind of realize that you know what I don't really need to build them or, or maintain them as uh, as much as I thought I did. Uh, I, l- I love Hungarian, but I don't really have a use for it. It's just more of a, uh, you know, a, a fondness. And so, somewhere down the line, I may say, you know what, this fondness is actually detracting from other things. Uh, it's taking up too much of my time. I will have to just let it go. And then should I want to get back into Hungarian revisit it later on but i I'm, I'm hoping not to do that as much anymore I, I find that i am kind of fickle with languages and i really want to commit to all of them but you you can see where the problem <laughs> lies with that
1: yeah it's always it's always time isn't it time is is not your friend when you're trying to maintain many languages so there are people that do it so it's, it can be done and it shouldn't be you shouldn't get discouraged about it many people do it many people not only maintain them but you know, progress on, on 15 or 20 minutes a day. So, it, you know, it's not unheard of.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I found ways that kind of work for me um, to learn quickly. And now I want to find ways to learn uh, solidly and to, you know, and to retain this stuff. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll report back. Um, maybe. All right, maybe... I'm going to,
1: I'm going to. I'm going to test your French the next, when we get to Bratislava. Well, it won't be Bratislava next time. It'll be Poland. But when we get together next time, you will have an exam. OK, OK. Muy bien. Muy bien. That's not useful. <laughs> je,
0: je, je suis très heureux de votre connaissance. Uh, je n'y marcherai pas. Baguette,
1: baguette. baguette. Espresso. Pamplemousse. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, listen, it was great talking to you. And uh, we'll... we'll Hope, wish you all the best, and we'll keep track of your progress as you get much, much better at the 97 languages you're going to learn.
0: That, that sounds great. Um, I, uh, yeah, we should do a, a check-in maybe in a month, and uh, you and I can compare notes. We'll talk about how my method is working, and we'll talk about the uh, uh, listening reading challenge that you uh, talked about in detail last week, and we'll, uh, we'll see how we're doing, and we'll, maybe we'll talk to each other in Polish.
1: Okay, excellent. Cool. <laughs> all right. happen.
0: Anyway. <laughs> We'll get out of here. Abiento, uh, a plus tard, uh, a la prochaine, and um, hasta la vista,
1: baby. Ciao. All right, have <laughs> a good one. Bye, bye. bye, everybody. Bye. bye.
0: Bye, John. Bye. Next time on the Lollygagging Podcast. Do you want to ask each other just some random questions?
1: Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: How often do you make it to the city?
1: Uh, well, uh, is that it? Am I touching things? Um, uh, what, what sort of, um. Um interesting.
0: You've just subjected yourself to the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick Deerman and Dave Prine. If you enjoyed any or all or none of this podcast, please show some love. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment. Share with a friend. Send us a nasty email. Download the podcast for later. Tell people you dated us in high school and regret breaking up with us. Don't sue us. And if nothing else, enjoy learning languages.